Fearless Creators Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to the Fearless Creators Podcast. For online brave hearts who want to stand up from the crowd and stand up for their message. With content marketing strategies you can actually use. I'm your host Swapna Thomas and I will teach you how to market your message with fun and fearless content. Let's go! Hello and a very warm welcome to all you wonderful listeners to the Fearless Creators Podcast. I hope you're having as much fun listening to this podcast as I'm having creating this. It has been a wonderful ride till now and I hope to be creating more and more engaging uh, educational as well as entertaining content for all of you. Uh, today, my guest is the wonderful, the amazing Shannon Bush. She is a very dear personal friend of mine and also a business mentor, Some that someone I really look up to. Um, we met uh, when she dropped in on one of my webinars and she loved the content that I was sharing. So she got in touch with me and we had this amazing Skype call where we were supposed to just talk to each other for like 15 or 20 minutes to just get to know each other. We, but we ended up talking for almost an hour and a half or something like that. Uh, she has this very special connection to India and uh, I think that is something that has also brought us very, uh, closer um, because she she does feel you know that she has a, a some kind of a bond with India and uh, the the you know people living here and I I can see that in the way she comes across you know the way she is spiritual the way she is uh, really connected to who she is um, and today we are talking about all things magnetic marketing and fearless leadership with her marketing it's a very you know seemingly innocuous word and in the most simplistic way you can define it as selling your services and products to your customers but it is so much more than that, right? So much more. Marketing is finding the right audience for your services and products, uh, knowing what your audience really needs and what they want, because sometimes those two can be different things. Uh, communicating the benefits of your products in a way so that your customers can see an outcome that will change their life and transferring your enthusiasm for your products and services to your customers so that they become your lifelong loyal champions. I know it's not as straightforward as most of us think marketing is, but honestly, it can be truly simple and effortless if you know the right ingredients to your marketing recipe. And according to most marketing gurus, there are seven M's of marketing, namely message, market, mission, message design, media strategy, money, and measurement. But our guest today has one more M to add to your recipe, and that is magnetism. So this week, I'm talking to Shannon Bush, who's the founder of Creative Possibility and Totally Thriving Magazine. She's a multiple award-winning business mentor, a best-selling author, and like I said, one of my business besties. Shannon Bush is a business liberator who is determined to bring effortless success to business owners by delivering inventive, creative, and consistently refined methods customized to each client and business. She has over 20 years of experience in coaching, mentoring, educating, and consulting 
and a very cool family background of small business ownership about which you will hear more in the in the podcast episode uh, she also has her own podcast called law of effortlessness where she talks about the art of thriving as an entrepreneur and discovering the joys of leading a business with more ease connection and reward in this episode we are going to talk about shannon's founder story and her philosophy about um, ma- magnetic marketing you know like magnets create a a pull process and traction that brings things together and that is totally possible to create that same magnetic effect in your marketing toolbox a magnet which is customized to attract your ideal clients your way again and again we also talk about personal leadership which is a zone of genius for shannon not only because she has written a best selling book about this but also because because she has developed a unique signature of personal leadership profiling framework which i have been through and i'm really grateful for that tool um it it gives you a complete insight into who you are as a leader and in in business that is something which is completely invaluable so in this episode you will learn about the twists and turns of shannon's founder story including how she made her first pitch and sold out her products at 8 years old um you will also learn about how to unravel your story and make connections to understand your future in business we also talk about networking as an introvert because both shannon and me are are hardcore introverts uh, but shannon is really good at networking and i am not so i'm taking some pointers from her about networking and finally we talk about why understanding your style of leadership is so important in business so i can't wait for all the juicy stuff that i can share with you and shannon's amazing uh, brains that you know we are going to have so much fun exploring So let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast, Shannon. I am so excited to have you here because I have been on your podcast um, uh, for the Smart Girl Musings and have had a wonderful time there. And I am finally, you know, uh, so excited to have you debut on my podcast. And I can just feel the, you know, that it's going to be an amazing episode today. Yeah, of course it is. Thank you so much for having me, Swapna. I was so excited to see you finally stepping forward into your journey to have your own podcast and knowing that we probably would get the chance to have some more great conversations. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, as always, we I think we always have the most amazing conversations. We just start somewhere and by the yeah. end of it we are like, "Oh my god, what was that? That was amazing." Yeah, exactly. Where did we go? How long did that take? So, yeah, so I guess everyone who's listening, watch out, <laughs> listen out. Yeah, for a and, ride. Uh, Good to- one. <laughs> yeah, to all the listeners out there, um, Shannon and I are com- on completely different continents. Uh, we are very uh, different from each other in in the sense that you know the kind of lives we lead. But there is always this sense of her being my soul sister, which I just cannot put my finger mm. on, and <laughs> how that happens. But it 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 is true, and uh, it feels amazing to have this beautiful connection with someone that I have never met, but hopefully I will meet. her one day fingers crossed yeah oh, definitely definitely <laughs> we we've got secret plans trying to make that happen so yeah it's isn't it it's so cool swapna the the notion of us being in business and meeting in the online capacity and and just we did we did hit it off didn't we from the minute we we came across each other 
Yeah, I remember our first conversation. Yeah. It I think it went on for almost two hours, and I was yeah. like, "What is this? <laughs> this is amazing!" And both of us are introverts, yeah. so you know, it's even uh, more amazing to find that kind of connection, right? Definitely. Mm. So um, I know that uh, you have been in business for almost nine years now, if I'm not. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, into my ninth year now. Yeah, which is like, oh, where did all that time go? <laughs> And uh, I also know that it uh, it has not been a completely straight path to entrepreneurship for you. You have worn a lot of different hats um, throughout your, whether it was your education or it was your career. So tell us a little bit about your founder story, because I know it is really, really interesting. Yeah, there's so many parts to that, you know, as you call it, the founder story. And even though I am now into, you know, heading or have started my ninth year in business, uh, it was really only the last probably two to three years that I actually got the deeper sense of of clarity on my the founder story and the well how did I really end up in business and it had always been something I was super interested in mm-hmm. and it was as I said it was some time I spent with a coach I was working with and we were looking at story and looking at why and things I'd done in the past but I'd never gone to the level that she guided me to go to really understand why I was in business and why I had such a great commitment and fascination with working with business owners myself. And so I, as you know, you know, I'm a, do a lot of coaching and consulting work for working with business owners, a lot of marketing work, but it's really, it's, I have a great love of small business and entrepreneurship. And in unraveling this story, I came to see in a, in a really clear way that my first introduction to business and and the things that planted the seed for me that I know then ended up leading me to be a business owner myself and also working with business owners was the fact that my grandmothers uh, were both business owners. Well, my grandma on my mum's side was as a sole trader type scenario, business Mm -hmm. owner by herself, but had multiple businesses. She was a real entrepreneur, serial things going on. There's always a new, you know, thing that she was doing and investing in and it was fascinating Mm. and then my other granny and grandpa had been nan and pop they had had um retail spaces so when i was a child they weren't they no longer had their shops but they talked about business and and the shop and and my dad and his siblings talked about growing up in the family business and all the work that they did as children and all those things so i had all these stories of business buzzing around me and you know, my my mum's grandparents, my great grandfather had been a jeweller and had a um, his own shop in the city. This is going back a long time now. So mm. even that, he wasn't alive when I was a child, but my great grandmother was, and she would tell me stories about his shop and he being a business owner. So it was it was coming at me from all these different <laughs> angles. And then my dad um, ended up stepping out of being an employee and had a shop himself. So. I'm seeing all my family have worked in retail. It's not something I like to do, <laughs> space I like to work in. Um, but, yeah, and so, so when I was in, you know, sort of 8 to 10, that sort of age, my yeah, dad stepped into a business partnership and had a shop and then he had another one. So I got to actually work in these places mm-hmm. and, you know, foster this, these conversations with the adults in my life about, things that I now know are all business strategy and pricing and things about profits and and customer service and and signage and marketing. It's Mm. fascinating. And as I said, I didn't really 
necessarily put the two together until I had this opportunity to look at it all, which and then I was like, oh, no wonder I like what I do and no wonder I am so committed to working with small business owners mm-hmm. <laughs> and helping them to, to love their businesses and to create beautiful and thriving lives and businesses because it is possible. And uh, did the coaching and consulting work, you know, it just um, just came to you all of a sudden or did was there a story behind that as well? You know, there's always a story behind everything, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I came to what I'm doing now in business over, the, over a bit of a journey as well. Um, I had my, I didn't go into business straight away. I had I certainly was the child that had the paper around and then in my teens I used to do a lot of art and craft stuff and I would sell things and, you know, I remember pitching to my granny when I was about eight or nine to sell my artwork in her shop and then I made my own signage. So as I said, that was my first foray into marketing, sold out all my stuff. So I was very excited Um, and it was just this thing I kept doing little bits and pieces of and then when I finished school, I knew I wanted to travel I had had influence of some other types of career options and ended up studying nursing. My mum had been a nurse and I said, I have a great love of people. So that made sense to me. You know, the thought of starting a business at that age, it just was not something that entered my mind. So, and I said, getting out, uh, having a qualification and getting out into the world and traveling was my primary goal back then, which I did do. And it was when I moved back to Perth in Australia, where I'm, I am from, in my late 20s that I ended up working in corporate health. Mm -hmm. So I stepped away from nursing in a traditional sense and and that opened me up to the opportunity to learn more about bigger business Mm -hmm. and, you know, stepped into management and leadership roles in different ways. And at that time I I also went back to university and thought this is a time for me to go and study more. And that's when I did graduate uh, qualifications in business management and specialised in small business management and marketing. So that was then that, okay, now what? What do you do with this? And it was still another 10 years in that corporate space of looking at what else was out there, doing more study. It's when I qualified as an art therapist and did counselling qualifications. And, again, so this is this people thing and this business thing coming together and kept clashing and kept coming together. And I just got to a point, uh, you know, when it was coming up for my 10 years in corporate, I knew that at that point I could – uh, step away uh, and be provided. So in Australia, we have a long service leave payout at a particular point in time of employment. And it was a 10-year mark. So I knew I'd have a little bit of capital behind me. It was like, it's now whenever I have to try something. So I started doing that. And I certainly wasn't working with business owners at the beginning. It was more a broader combination of the art therapy work and the people development that I was doing, and but I found that I was definitely drawn more to work with women in business at that point in time. Mm. So that the whole what other study, because I, I love studying and learning and doing different things, what else might I need to hone these skills? Did some more coaching training and more business training, so different marketing uh, certifications and things. And it just sort of became it it took care of itself it wasn't like I just just woke up one day and decided that what I'm gonna what I'm doing now was what I was going to do mm. it's like it, it just happened mm. <laughs> so I don't remember a particular time in my business when I started doing what I'm doing it's sort of been there from early on and didn't then just kept growing and I kept refining what I was doing and and honing my skill mm. And it's fascinating to, you know, even 
talk about this that each and everything that you did in your life it has eventually you know helped you in what you're doing right now whether oh, it is 100 percent. yeah it is the art therapy mm-hmm. or the counseling experience that you have and uh, it is particularly fascinating to me because when people start their businesses um, they always feel that they need to learn more uh, learn mm-hmm. new things and they just completely erase the past you know that whatever yeah, they have so often done till that point they completely negate that uh, yeah <laughs> and do, yeah. do you uh, often find telling people that you know they need to go back and look at everything that they have done and find those connections oh all the yes well no all the time um you know and I think back to my own story as well when I first started business it wasn't that I had an issue or a challenge or felt other people would have about me having been a nurse originally but I just didn't know how it fitted into the business story other than the obvious link in in terms of the experience it gave me working with people but I just you know trying to navigate the business world which was a newer world for me I just didn't quite know how to make that crossover so I stopped talking about some of those other things Mm. that I had done even though they're so so important and definitely all the parts of the the experiences I've had the study I've done the different careers I've had are perfect in terms of good training and grounding for what I'm doing now and I often find that that I have these fascinating conversations with clients or so people I meet at networking events or all about their business and and why they're doing what they're doing and, and what you know and I often ask you what what have you done in the past you know what did you do before you started your business what else have you done what did you love to do when you were you know a child you know did you study uh, I like asking a lot of questions I'm a curious person makes me helps me with my coaching um and I get the stories that people tell you are incredible and things that they just completely yeah dismiss and don't hold value and yet some of those things are a critical um, opportunities that they've had to to learn new skills, to work out different ways to work with people if the if the the people space is what they want to to be in. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's just so many different examples, and but yeah, there's so many reasons too that people sort of either feel like they can't share it or don't want to share it. But it's all important. It's all valuable, and I think just share. You know, none of us is has taken a straight. Or, or direct path to what we're doing yeah. none of us so you know I find that fascinating so you saw like your you know your founder story that we're you're doing with the podcast is so interesting yeah yeah and I think the more uh, you know the tangle the route the more interesting the story mm-hmm. right yeah completely <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah I think it it every entrepreneur should unravel their uh, story and everything mm-hmm. starting from their childhood because those are the missing pieces of your puzzle right oh and so much so much so you know when I'm working with clients and they're feeling a bit like they've lost their mojo they're feeling a bit down or a bit flat or they're not really sure or they feel quite defeated I love to get them back to talking about the things that they loved when they were children. You know, what lit them up? What got them excited? What did they want to do all the time? You know, if they didn't have to go to school and other things, what would they have done if they could have chosen to do one or two things? And those things give us so many clues into the things that we, you know, can, can again reignite that that motivation and that excitement about life again. And just because it might not feel like it has any direct link to business, it will do, definitely. <laughs> it always does. Uh, it does. You you were talking about, you know, doing a lot of networking. Uh, and I mm. know that being 
in business for almost nine years now, you have done a lot of offline marketing as well, right? Uh, apart from yes. your online marketing. Um, and I know that you're an introvert. So how has that uh, physical networking uh, been for mm. you? How have you, you know, the inherent challenges that come up with an introvert and preserving your yeah. energy? How yeah. does that uh, Yeah, come definitely. And, and I have learned that um over the years how to navigate that because the types of of you know even career prior to business you know being in nursing then being in corporate um and being at levels where I was constantly with big groups of people and having to network you know those sorts of things it can be very very draining and and yes I definitely am an introvert but I I'm a well I guess well rehearsed extroverted introvert if you like like I've learned how to navigate people and be in the world mm. Um, and it very much does come down to the the things that I do to conserve my energy, both before and during and after times when I know I'm going to be in bigger crowds. So smaller groups of people, um, whether I know them or not, are not such an issue, but it's when I get to those bigger groups of people where I can really feel drained. And the really where I learned the the best or the yeah, the best opportunities I had to learn how to navigate that was when I was teaching. So, in the early part of being in my business, I did some lecturing work for the art therapy program locally in Perth and teaching for, and it was a four day intensive for the students. You know, there could be 20 adult learners in the room. Um, you know, it's, it's quite an intense type of, of a topic cause it was art therapy. So there was counseling, psychology, creative stuff. There's a lot of things, a lot of people's stuff got bought up because of the tip that what we were teaching and, that was very, very draining. And it literally only took me the one round of four days for me to know that the next time I did that, the day before, the day after, had to be days where I had really quiet days. <laughs> yeah. And and not plan anything in the evenings, you because know, it was you know, just regular business hours that we were teaching, but not plan anything after, not plan anything in the evenings, you know, not have other work to do, which when you're running a business was was challenging and interesting to navigate that. Um, and, you know, these days it, it's not such a, a challenge. I don't tend to have those situations where there's that many days in a row. But even now when I'm teaching, I absolutely love to teach. I do online stuff. I do in-person stuff. But I, I just I have quiet time um, where there's not m many, many activities or meetings yeah. booked in before and after things. And that's how I, I manage it. Yeah. And uh, I give think myself space. That is one of the, you know, the things that I have learned by just watching you uh, is that, mm -hmm. uh, A, that even though you are in an online business, you have to take time out for that face-to-face -face networking, the physical networking. Completely, and yes. get one-on-one -on -one time with people in a physical setting uh, because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when you're doing online business and you're in your PJs all the whole day, yeah. it can be really comforting to just stay at home and not have to interact with yes. anyone else, especially for, on, uh, you know, introver introverts like me. But mm -hmm. uh, watching you, I have learned that it is really, really important to get out there and, uh, you know, have that human connection with people and that oh, is one, one of yeah. the things that I plan to do in 2017 even though uh, you know, most of my clientele is um, uh, out of my country but still I can have mm -hmm. those local connections right where even that's even right it's just for a coffee right 
That's it, definitely. You know, the, the people contact is, in-person contact is very important. And I think it's been interesting watching over the last few years with the, the increasing number of businesses that are purely online mm-hmm. and so many business owners that would not have any human contact other than maybe with, you know, their family and immediate people in their neighbourhood if they, you know, had to go out to the shop or go to the bank or something. But even that, we, you know, we don't, we order in and we do online banking. You know, some people could really be very isolated. Mm. And yet, you know, for me, when I think about some of the keys to success for business, it's it's about relationships and you're building relationships in different ways. You know, when you have all of your focus in, in an online capacity, sometimes, you know, if something happens to that, it's a big threat. You haven't got a, another network outside of there. You know, when you focus everything on the in the in-person space and there's an impact on that network, you know, what else have you got? So I, I for me personally, it's been the best thing has been around finding that blend of the two. Mm. Um, you know, my my networking group that I attend a, a meeting every week locally, it connects me with business owners that I usually would have very little to do with, but I've managed to build great relationships with them. Um, certainly some have become clients, some have referred to me, but also they provide an incredible group of people that I can refer my clients to. Mm. So, you know, that brings a value add to my business as well and that's not just clients that are based locally it's also my my national and international clients sometimes some of my other network my in-person network as well as my online network um be, you know become great providers for the for my clients no matter where they are yeah and speaking of blending you know another thing that mm-hmm. i really admire about you is that even though you're a very successful coach you deliberately take out time for self care and all those things that really mm-hmm. nurture you um and people when you know when they're just starting out or they are in that peak of building their business sometimes push self care down their agenda so oh, do you have any definitely. tips around that you know how to have that deliberate self care built into your business Mm. I think one of the first things I want to say, Swapner, is be gentle with yourselves. You know, while, I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this in the past too, about the self-care and, you know, and I have like in my Facebook group for women in business, um, we have a day, so Saturday is a self-care Saturday because I want to really remind them all that self-care is important. So having the awareness of it. But, you know, I certainly fall into to situations where I haven't continued my regular self-care practice uh, and I suffer for it, but I, I correct that very quickly now. Whereas in the past, I may not, you know, I may have kept going, kept pushing myself, not taking time out, not connecting with people that are important to me, you know, not looking after diet, not, not, not getting out and exercising. And all that happens is I get sick. I don't cope very well. Like the stress gets more, you know, things and then no one wins. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm very clear now about the things that I love to do that help me to, you know, just switch off my brain. I've got a busy head. You, again, you've got one too. You know what it's like? <laughs> there's lots of thoughts going on, lots of things happening, lots of creativity, lots of, there's always lots of something. So finding the, you know, a handful, not lots, just a handful of a few things that I can pick up and do that are easy to do, you know, so they're really accessible. So like I, um, I love in the summer months to get out on my stand-up paddleboard, being on the water for an hour, and I usually do it with one of my really close friends who's not a business owner, so we don't talk business, which is also a good thing. Yeah. Um, but being out there on the water, that's meditation for me. Mm. Yeah, 
And when I don't do that, I, I notice it in my week. Um, you know, making sure I have enough sleep comes down to if I need to, I set my alarm at night to remind myself to go to bed. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, if I've got a number of early, early mornings coming up, so with meetings or business commitments, I don't schedule things in the evening where I am going out because I know it'll, I'll just get too tired. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I'm not taking care of myself, you I'm, I'm not feeling great. My relationships with my, you know, my husband and family aren't great. And then things also, my clients suffer. And that's not that's non-negotiable for me. You know, we've got to take care of ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves for for ourselves, the people we love, and in a work capacity, our clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another really amazing thing that you do is your leadership profiles, and mm. uh, because you were talking about being the best version of yourselves, and I think that yes, those leadership profiles. Um, help you do that because I have I have got mine done by you and it literally mm. changed the way I you know looked at myself and the way I show up in my business and mm. it has become sort of um, a compass for me to see whether I'm I'm doing you know the uh, according to my archetypes am I doing the right thing yeah. or I'm, a, I'm able to course correct myself whenever I see that you know I'm not really living to my archetype right now yeah yeah uh, tell me a little bit about that how did you come up with that and what has your experience been I I know you have had almost more than 300 women go through that yeah probably more now um but firstly I just have to say I love the way that you just explained how what that did for you (laughs) I know I will never tire of the women that I've profiled sharing feedback with me like that which is is a regular thing it's like you know the the fact that you're able to to use it as a compass to navigate your life and to to be the best version of yourself and to really own your strengths mm-hmm. and understand your challenges and you know it's it's such a, a gorgeous gorgeous thing to hear so that yeah what what you were talking about um Swapner is my personal leadership profiling uh framework or model I don't you just really have any particular <laughs> word that goes with it but it is it came to me very clearly after doing more work with with women in just women in general and then women in business having incorporated my fascination with people I was one of those nerdy kids in my teens that read you know Jung's work and was interested in psychology Mm. as I said I've always been fascinated with people and understanding them and I read a lot about archetypes and some of his work in that area back then and it just was something just stayed with me and I just kept researching bits I then had a chance to study with a local woman uh, here who had developed her own model of 100-plus archetypes mm. not long after I moved back to Perth in the um, early or was it early 2000, maybe 2001. And that was a, a good two years I spent studying with her. And then when I did my art therapy training, archetypes came up again. It was like there was just these patterns and things coming up in, in that as a thing for me to explore further. And then when I spent that time working more with women in business, um, I was seeing that there were archetypes coming up in the women I was working with. And I just thought there's something in this. I've got to explore this further. And I just started sitting down and writing things uh, about the patterns that I was seeing, the types of, of things that were coming up that were consistent and then went and explored all of the other different study I'd done into archetypes and there's lots of different models out there now and just brought it all together in a way that made sense to me. 
and then started using it in my, you know, with the clients I was working with as a let's sort of get a sense of who you are. And it was the whole, the reason behind it was to give women an opportunity to better understand themselves, but to really connect with their strengths, to understand some of the potential challenges that they may experience by the combination of their archetypes and how to integrate, how to use their strengths to, to, I guess, help with any challenges so they could step forward with more confidence and focus and clarity and all those types of words. Um, and it's just it's such a, you know, as I said, it's such an honour to do the profiling and it's easily more than 300 women that I've profiled now. So I, I published all of that in a book in 2013 but had been working and building and def- refining the model since 2011. So it's been around for a while now and one of the projects I'm working on this year is, re- is writing a diff- a new version of the book. Um, it won't necessarily be a new version as such. It will be a version specifically for women in business. Okay. So refining it again in a different way. Mm. And uh, do you find that, you know, the this leadership profiling, because it is more about personal leadership profiling, do, mm. you, do you find that women also um, show up as leaders in their life, not just in their business, but, you know, an overall sense of leadership just... Uh, yeah. If they do, very much so. And so many women have reflected back to me that having uh, a profiling session with me and, and coming to understand their archetypes, and there are 12 in the model, mm. and more often than not, uh, your personal leadership style is a combination of three to four archetypes. Sometimes it's five, but more it's more often than not, it's three to four. Um, but you have people, women have reflected back to me that having that information has given them permission to really be themselves, yeah. you know, to really own who they are. And with that, the permission comes confidence and they are better able to make decisions about what's right for them. You know, and so with that, they just they naturally become yeah, leaders of their lives. And that's how I taught, we used to, used to talk about leadership more. It's about being a leader of your life. I don't care if you're in business or in your corporate, whatever it is, we still have a life and we talk about we, you know, I lead my life, but do you really lead your life mm. or does your life take control and lead you? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, talking about that confidence, you know, that confidence also leads to magnetism, which is something mm. you really love talking about, magnetic marketing. Mm, so I do. Tell me a little I bit do. about that. What does yeah. being magnetic mean to you in terms of marketing? Yeah. Being magnetic to me, it's in terms of marketing and business, but it is a very much when I think about being magnetic, it could apply to anything. Uh, But being magnetic is when you have just a natural, quiet, unassuming, but strong confidence and sense of self. You just, you know who you are, you know what you want to do. You don't necessarily have to know how you're going to do it or how you're going to get there. You might still have days where things feel terrible and you feel really challenged, but generally you're just, your confidence in yourself is is strong and building. Yeah. And you, from a business perspective, when you're in that space and you can own your strengths and just go out there and use them, <laughs> not keep letting them, you know, just go to waste. Mm. You and did you just step into just being who you really are? People are magnetized to you. 
You know, it's that, as I said, it's that quiet, unassuming confidence. It's like, I don't know what she's got, but I want some of that. Mm-hmm. So from a perspective, if you're out there delivering services as a business owner, even products, like if you can can um, bring all of that beautiful energy and confidence into your products that you create, if you're a product business, that can be magnetic as well. And, you know, it is about for magnetism, it's, I call it the lean in effect. It's about when people are so intrigued and fascinated with what it is that you're saying, sharing, selling, whatever, that they just lean in. It's like they, they come towards you like a magnet's drawing them in and they want whatever you've got and they come back. They want more and more and more, which is very cool in a business sense. Mm. And, uh, For me personally, you know, when I did that leadership profile with you, one of the things Mm. that I came to know was that I had uh, the queen ruler as my secondary archetype, which was very, very surprising to me. But it also helped me uh, embrace my magnetism, right, that Mm. I do attract people and people do see me as a leader, which was very difficult for me to embrace in the beginning. But, yeah, I uh, remember when we talked about it. Yeah, and that leadership profiling really helped me, uh, you know, uh, be okay with that. And I think that's oh, why good. it is it's such an important uh, tool for women in business. And just you know, talking about leadership and this magnetism for women, especially because we have a very hard time in embracing who we are and being mm. okay with that. So yeah, that's it. And I think it's that that being okay with it is is the key part of what you said there um you know, allow again it comes back to the allowing the permission allowing yourself to to see what who you are and what you have to offer and d- just sharing that and it, without having to ask anybody else's permission just giving it to yourself yeah. is you know such a beautiful thing to see a, a woman stare you know whether it's life or business but see a woman step into that space and just go you know what this is who I am and this is okay. I've got these great things. I've got some challenges, but they're all part of me and they've all got value. And I'm going to keep trying, you know, keep learning. I'm committed to learning more about who I am and sharing more of who I am. Yeah, It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so for our listeners out there, you know, if there are some women who are just starting out in their business and mm-hmm. they are thinking, you know, how do I show up as being more magnetic, uh, even though they, they're just starting out, they don't have a following, they don't probably have a, you know, they don't have a list or a lot of fans right now. So how do they show up as magnetic in their business? Mm. What would be a three tips? This, yeah, oh goodness me, three tips. You're going to make me just think of three. Um, <laughs> think what first comes to mind. I think getting out there and, and connecting with people, and I, as I said earlier, a combination of, of in-person and online is fine, but, you know, don't just put all your eggs in one basket unless, you know, you're geographically challenged and you can't get out and, and meet people because marketing and business is about relationships and it's about you getting to know people. Yeah. So as you're doing that, you you know, the, the magnetic thing comes in that consistency of people getting to know you and getting to know who you are. The other parts of that being magnetic is just to spend some time really connecting with the things that you truly love to do. So as I said, we said before, going back and thinking about what did you love as a child? What got you excited? What what made you feel, you know, so, you know, just so like you're full of life and vitality? Because when you're in that space, you are definitely more magnetic. People are drawn to that, that excitable fascinated you bubbling energy you know that so that is an easy way to create magnetism while you're then 
give yourself permission and time to enjoy the journey, get really great mentors and and teachers to work with Mm. as you come to understand who you are, what you offer, who you offer it to, and the incredible benefit of what you offer. And when you get that clarity of all those things, the magnetism just takes care of itself. It's not something you have to try to do. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, Shannon, before we finish, I have a few rapid Mm. fire questions for you. Uh, yeah, here we go. I don't know what to be about this, everyone, but I don't know what she's going to say. <laughs> okay. so not uh, at all scary. And I know you can't be scared <laughs> easily anyway. So <laughs> very simple questions. Um, what is your favorite business tool that you're loving to use right now? Oh, my favorite business tool. Goodness me. I would have to say anything where I can create an image. So things like Canva and, and probably 500 different apps on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us have all the image apps, right? Yeah. A- anything that yeah. can help us be more visual, right? Yeah, um, totally. Who would, you, who would you say is your ideal when it comes to uh, business? Who do you really look up to? Uh, any women business owners? Goodness me. Um, more than women business owners, it's not so much my my mentors and, and women that I really admire are always business owners, but one that definitely stands out and it was following reading her book Thrive is Ariana Huffington. Mm. Um, you know, just that that the reading Thrive was for me the go, I need to know more about this lady. Because <laughs> it was really looking at a holistic view of things and taking care of self. Uh, so really tied into, you know, then what we're talking about before about self-care on that journey of business and leadership. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, because I'm really into a 90 day planning right now, I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. what's your 90 day focus? Do you have one thing that you're really, uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. I would put myself in the uh, the bucket of, or you know, being a creative entrepreneur, if you like. Mm-hmm. I have lots of things on the go, but I now these days know how to navigate many things and not get overwhelmed by them. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of rounds of my signature program, Market to Thrive, which is a marketing uh, mindset and personal leadership program for women that will happen. Mm-hmm. I am working on a man- that manuscript I mentioned about this, the women in business version of personal leadership style Mm -hmm. and I am in the process of bringing together a new program which will go live mid-year that's interesting I need to know about this (laughs) (laughs) okay and uh, what's your uh, favorite business book and a personal development book oh favorite business book and personal development book again yeah I read so many and I think you know this makes me think of the episode that you and I recorded for my podcast where we did our 10 favorite books Mm -hmm. and I think you know one that we both share would definitely be number one on my list on a regular basis as far as a business and it's a business and personal development book that's how I see it and that's the big leap yeah very much so yeah Yeah. I think that's it's a bible of personal development for me yeah yeah Yeah. completely completely but also for business for me but when I think about um Favorite business book is something I'm re- rereading Blue Ocean Strategy at the moment. So looking at marketing and and you know how do how do we stand out and and you know when it comes to business books anything by uh, Seth Godin mm. when it comes to marketing and and yeah, yeah just know, getting to know who you are and how you you're different in the a crowded world, yeah. crowded marketplace. Yeah, he's the guru. Mm. 
and yeah. uh, I'll definitely link to that uh, podcast episode that we did for your yes. podcast uh, because it was amazing um, and I think I still keep getting messages from people regarding that one because everybody bought so many books after that episode. I know, I know. <laughs> and we did, you know, we did, didn't we? We had a disclaimer at the beginning and say, we're warning you, you may end up going out and buying 10 books at the <laughs> after this. Yeah. And finally, because we are all about being fearless here, uh, what's mm. the biggest fearless leap that you have taken in your life or in your business? Do you know why? It was stepping out of corporate and starting my business. Mm. Definitely. You know, in, in the, the sense of the word that I was serious about this really being a business. And I I definitely took time and it was a considered decision. Yeah. I stepped out of a, you know, a good income. I had a uh, husband I had to navigate with uh, we don't know when I'm going to get paid again because I don't know how we're doing this and and things like that and family and friends to get them to understand why this was important and why this was a non-negotiable for me but then just to actually make the decision and to send the resignation letter to my boss and go yep I'm doing this no turning back. Mm, that's definitely fearless um, mm. thank you so much Shannon it was wonderful chatting to you today I already know a lot about you and your business but I still have uh, you know a few eye openers today that I'm really <laughs> good about. good uh, let's give you surprised <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so before we wrap up um, uh, please tell the listeners how can they find out more about you your business uh, and uh, all the wonderful work that you're doing Thank you. It's been so wonderful chatting to you. And as we said, you know, you've, you've been on my podcast a couple of times. We've connected and we love doing things together. So congratulations on the launch of your podcast and and um, getting this message out in the world. It's been an honour. So I would, you know, love to invite the the women in business who are listening in to come in and spend time with me and Swapna's in there as well in my Facebook group, the Thriving Entrepreneur Circle. It's a space that's full of lots of support and good practical tips and all sorts of stuff. It's just a great journey day to day of women in business all over the world. So that's that's definitely a place to come and and connect with me. I'm very active in my own group and active in a lot of other Facebook groups. Certainly follow me on Instagram, Creative Possible is my business name and my website creativepossibility.com.au and if you're into some reading and learning I publish a digital business magazine of which Swapner's had many features in mm. uh, and that goes out you know every couple of months we send out a new issue and that you can access that at totallythrivingmag.com. Hmm. And I have been a cover girl as well. That's my yes, you <laughs> one of my biggest achievements to be a cover oh. girl. <laughs> well, it's great to have you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so yes. much, Shannon. It was lovely to talk to you today. Uh, and I hope to have you pod on the podcast again sometime soon. Definitely. So thank you. My pleasure, honey. Good luck with everything. And, and listeners, I, I know you're in for a great ride with Swapness. So enjoy. Wow, wasn't that amazing? But then I expect nothing less from Shannon. She's just a treasure trove of uh, so much of marketing goodness and uh, leadership genius. Uh, I don't know about you, but even as I was just listening to this podcast again, uh, I have had so many aha moments and I've taken a lot of notes as well. But here are my top takeaways from this particular episode. The number one is that you need to blend online with offline. Now, even though my business is online, 
I need to take some time to create an offline network and establish human connections. And as an introvert, I think I need to create strategies to handle groups of people things that I can, you know, do before and after the event. So how do I uh, uh, sort of... uh, you know, de-stress after the event and even before the event, how do I prepare myself to be around so many people, group, you know, a huge group of people. Um, the second takeaway that I really loved was that I should pick and stick to a few activities that nurture me and help me recharge my batteries because I'm not really very good with self-care, but I'm learning. So I think the, the focus should be on uh, choosing a few activities that I really think will nurture me. Uh, Also, being magnetic in marketing means having a quiet sense of confidence about what you want and how you will achieve it, which attracts people effortlessly. Uh, And then, you know, there are three tips for being more magnetic in business. The first being get out there and be visible. Second being uh, spend some time connecting with things you really love. And finally, give yourself permission to enjoy the journey and work with great mentors who can help you clarify your message. So much of goodness. Um, if you want to connect with Shannon, we have uh, all the details in the show notes. So please do and do go and, you know, check her out. She's amazing. And uh, if you really dig this uh, podcast and this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes for us. Um, and also, if you want to be more magnetic in your business, you know the, that content and creating impactful content is the way to go. Um then we have a freebie for you on the website. Uh, You can go and look out for the DIY content strategy toolkit, which will help you uh, design your own content strategy. You can be your own content strategist and design a content marketing plan for yourself, which will help you be more magnetic to your audience. That's it for today. I will be back with another wonderful episode of Fearless Creators Podcast. Till then, stay fearless. Fearless.